I mean, listen, guys. We're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. Our position is for us very clear, which is as a leader, which we have been bringing together the allies, working together. These are some of the greatest sanctions, if not the, the, the strongest, that we've ever issued. And it will exact absolute harm for the Russian economy and their government. All right, folks. So this is Mark Vines, and this is Mark Vines Show, and thank you for joining me today. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, in Munich, Germany, last Sunday. And boy, oh boy, does that exert just all kinds of confidence into your body when you hear that, doesn't it? Yeah, probably not. And it doesn't for me, but more importantly, it does not uh, for Vladimir Putin, the impaler of Russia, uh, who, as unless you're living under a rock, has invaded Ukraine and uh, is taking over uh, the capital as we speak. And today is Friday the uh, 25th, and so he's on his way into Kiev, and it should be falling shortly if his plans go um, as we thought. Now, let's just kind of dissect this a little bit, folks. This is why you do not put your junior high school child and their classmates in the White House to run things. It might be cute. It might be something that is uh, an interesting sort of uh, school project to do, but um, yeah, you don't do that when you run nuclear weapons and the United States military, and and I would say the, you know the strongest military on planet Earth. However, uh, I, I really want to sort of talk about that a little bit right now because let's let's just talk about how we've gotten into this place. Uh, for those of you that hated uh, Donald Trump because of the fact that he tweeted mean things and he was uncouth and he was unpresidential and he wasn't generally a nice guy, um, apparently you've not traveled around planet Earth. Uh, the world is full of people that are not nice guys and gals, and they understand things like strength. They understand reading people. They understand uh, knowing who is going to... Uh, make the first move they understand you know just power that's the way that it is the problem is that the united states is more concerned right now with um, critical race theory gender um, identification transformation trying to figure out what your preferred pronoun is and uh equity equality all these things uh which are issues but they are not the primary issues in the united states and they have not been for quite some time, uh, I don't understand why this has been put to the forefront in the United States when you look around the globe and you realize the world's a pretty damn dangerous place. And for those that don't understand what I'm talking about, you need to leave the shores of the United States and go around the globe and visit other countries and understand how the real world works. In the real world, strongmen are in charge. And that's what you have in Russia. That is what you have in China. That is what you have in Iran and a number of other places around the globe. And as much as we tout the United States military, and I do, I think that technologically we are the most superior we are the, the superior force for now. But we when it comes to manpower and personnel and equipment, we are not. You understand there's about a 1.4 billion people in China. Do you understand that North Korea has a very large military? 
Iran has a very large military, and they are on the brink of getting a nuclear weapon. And if Joe Biden gets his way, they will have a nuclear weapon. Do you understand what I just said there? Joe Biden, who is the president of the United States, is assisting Iran in getting a nuclear weapon. Now look at what's going on with Russia and the chaos that it's creating. Imagine what Iran will do. Folks, do you understand that right now China is watching what the Russians are doing in in Ukraine and they realize that if there was ever a time to take Taiwan and they want Taiwan, that time is now. Wouldn't you? Let me ask you a question if you're listening to this podcast. If you were on the general staff for Xi Jinping, would you not be looking at him and saying, hey, Mr. Dictator, if I were you, If I were you, look over at the White House right now with that mental health patient of a president and that joke of a vice president in a Congress that's anti-America, which is likely going to change in November of this year in the midterm elections. And certainly, certainly, they are going to get somebody stronger in the White House in 2024. Mr. Dictator, sir. If you were ever going to move on Taiwan, that time is now. Isn't that what you would do if you were on his general staff? That's what I would do. And tell me, folks, what we what would we do about it right now if China were to invade Taiwan? What would we do? Put sanctions on them? Really? How's that working? You just heard the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, talk about sanctions. We heard the President yesterday talk about sanctions. And the president yesterday even said he realizes that the effects of the sanctions are going to take quite a while for for that to kick in. And for the, 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 the sanctions are going to be devastating to Putin, but that's going to take a long time as well. Well, have you turned on the television and looked at the, the, the airstrikes, the invasion going on in Ukraine? Do you, do you think the people there in the Ukraine have any time to wait Now, some of you might say, but Mark, what does this have to do with the United States? This is not our problem. They're not a NATO member. We have no obligation. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, Kind of true, actually. If you go back and look at when Ukraine gave up their nuclear arsenal back in 1994, there actually was a security commitment that was uh, agreed to by us. But that's a whole other thing that a lot of people are ignoring. So we're not completely without ties to the Ukraine. But just step back and look at the macro level of what we're talking about and understand that whether we want to be involved or not and whether we have a, uh, a written obligation, whether we've signed a treaty with the Ukraine or not, we actually are tied to them because the world economies are tied together now. That's just the way that it is in the modern world. If you have not liked the gas prices that we've had so far, far, and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, so we're in that $4 range. It goes up and down depending on you know the, the week. But I can tell you this right now, it is only going to go up. And I, my prediction is in about a year or less, you're going to look back at the gas prices now and look at them as being the good old days. That's what you're going to be thinking. Boy, I wish we could go back to when gas was $4 a gallon. It's going to get much, much worse. Cyber attacks. You know, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. Usually about once or twice a year, we get some 
you know, really big snowstorm that shuts down the, you know, we lose electricity for a few days and you see the panic that sets in with people. They just don't know what to do with themselves. You understand we've got three major grids on the East Coast, the West Coast, and in the Texas region. And if any one of those is hit, you imagine the chaos that's going to ensue from that. Everything's going to shut down. Supermarkets are going to shut down. Railways are going to shut down. Air traffic is going to shut down. The computers that we all rely upon for our daily living. And you take for granted. You never even think about this. Imagine what that's going to do. And the Russians have that capability. And the Chinese have that capability as well. But as we sit around and we try to figure out what our sexual identity is and what pronouns we're going to use... Bad people are on the move. Bad people are on the move. And we better wake up to this cold, hard fact. And I hear people say, but what does this have to do with me? Folks, my wife always makes fun of me because I read lots of history. I read about the Second World War, the Civil War, the First World War, European history, ancient history, biblical history. And she makes fun of me, and she wonders, why the heck do I do that? It's a waste of time. History never changes. She'll always say that, Mark. Why do you read that? Are you thinking that the outcome of the Second World War is going to be any different? And I say, no, you need to understand the history, because history points to the future. Because the more I read history, the more I read that it's really just the same. And when you look at the origins of the First World War, just take the most recent horrific examples, the First World War and the Second World War, they all started much the same way. You know, things, you know, you just take the Second World War. What does it matter to us? What's what's going on in Europe? Europe? They're going at it again. It doesn't affect us. They're over there. So this guy, Hitler, came to power. By the way, When Hitler came to power, you have to understand, in the 1920s, the 1930s, due to the Treaty of Versailles, Germany was not supposed to have an army any more than 100,000 people. They weren't supposed to have a navy or an air force. But they built, and they built, they built. And people knew. People knew that they were building. But they did nothing about it. Sounds kind of like today, doesn't it? He violated agreements. He started annexing the Sudetenland, Austria, other parts. You know what? He just wants a little bit of room, a little bit of breathing room. He'll be okay. Just just let him have that, but we won't let him go any farther. And they would tell him, you go any further from what you're doing right now, and bad things are going to happen. But he learned bad things weren't going to happen. And he did more and more, and then finally, he went into Poland. And that started, and a lot of people forget that, he actually created an event and actually accused the Polish of attacking the Germans first, and then he went in and took Poland, and then made an agreement with Russia, with Stalin at the time. They made an agreement that they were going to split Poland up, and he had a signed agreement with Stalin. Kind of sounds like today, doesn't it? And you better not go any further. And then what do you know? In 1940, he went ahead, and then into 41 and 42, invaded Russia, and that the rest is history, as we say from there. And then the whole world went to war after that, and of course the Japanese did what they did. But that sounds familiar too, doesn't it? So we had in the East, and also in the West, two different fronts. We had 
major conflicts going on. And look at what's going on in the Ukraine, and then look at what's going on over in China. And that just seems eerily familiar to what's going on right now. And the entire globe was engulfed in, entire, in, in a conflict. And in many ways, what was going on in Europe had nothing to do with what was going on in the United States. And in many ways, what's going on in the Ukraine has nothing to do with the United States. But we still got sucked into it. And it started, our participation in the Second World War started with Lend-Lease sending over equipment, sending over aircraft, tanks, weapons. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Kind of like what we're doing right now. And that's also assuming that Putin will be happy with the ground that he's taking right now. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he's not going to stop with the Ukraine. But what it really boils down to is weakness. Do you really think, when you search your soul, do you think that if Donald Trump were president right now, or someone like Donald Trump, a Ronald Reagan, an Abraham Lincoln, somebody, Truman, just, just name those names, do you think he would have done this had any of those people been in office right now? I don't think so. I think he's the bully that's on the playground, and he senses weakness, and he decides he's going to take your lunch money because he just sizes you up and down, and he thinks, I can take this guy, and nobody's going to come to his aid. So I can take his money, and there's nothing, nothing he's going to do about it. That's what you have here. That is what's happening. And because of our economies, because of the gas prices that are going to skyrocket. And when the gas prices skyrocket, every other good and service that you deal with skyrockets. So as a good friend of mine say, said last summer, when we were talking about politics, she said, and this was Gina Ciarcia that said this, you do politics or politics is going to do you. And you can put your head in the sand all you want. But at some point, what we are talking about will affect you. It's going to affect the price of computers. It's going to affect the price of electricity, the price of food. You name it. It's going to be affected. So this involves you. It involves you. Who is in office? Who is in the White House? Who's running the Pentagon? Who's running the State Department? Who's running the Department of Justice? It matters. And you must participate. I have said for a very long time that COVID-19 is not the biggest threat to the United States. And we are start seeing that played out. Now, if there's one advantage to any of this going on right now, is thank goodness. If, I think these are the, past, the last couple of days is the first time that we have not just heard about COVID-19 around the clock. Thank goodness for that. Finally, we're talking about something else. But that something else is far more dangerous than what we're talking about right now. And you know what really irks me? There's a lot of things that irk me about all of this. But the one thing that gets me is that the people that are pushing us down this road once again are the very people that would never in their lifetimes ever serve in the military. And they have no problems putting us in situations where our military has to do something about this. But they and their children are not the ones that go and fight. It's the rest of us that do and our children that go and fight. And the people that never served are always very anxious, either through acts of commission or omission, drag us into these conflicts, and then they are the last ones to ever participate, if they ever do. 
I'm getting a little tired of that, and I know that you guys are too. This is a very, very dangerous time right now. And folks, I, I don't really know what we can do because Joe Biden is in office, Kamala Harris is in office, and the rest of this clown show circus that we have in, in Washington. Just imagine, folks, this is only one year. We have three years to go, three years to go of this. Who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but it's not looking good right now. But in any way that you can, get your voice heard. Start talking to Congress. The only thing we have right now is Congress, which is in Democrat control, obviously. But you let them know how unhappy you are. You let them know that you are not approving of the actions and the performance of this administration, and you want it put in check. You want it put in check. And right now, all we're doing is putting more and more sanctions on a dictator that could care less about sanctions. He absolutely could care less about sanctions. The time for sanctions is before the action is taken, not after the action is taken. So this is going to have little to no effect whatsoever. And I still notice that Joe Biden has not tapped into our oil reserves to bring the price of oil back down. Because as of today, uh, I just checked a little while ago, we're over $100 uh, a barrel, which means that it's going to be uh, either $4 a gallon to you and I or north of that or more than that. And he still stubbornly refuses to tap into our oil supply, which I might remind you that while we had Donald Trump in office, he tapped into the oil supply, and we are very oil rich, and he will not do it because he's still so beholden to the extreme far radical left that he will not do that. This man does not have the United States' best, best interest at heart. He absolutely does not. And we need to wake up to this fact, and we need to make our voices heard. But I know you're doing that here on the Mark, Mark Vine Show. And guys, I really do appreciate you listening. We'll keep an update on this. We'll keep our eyes out for what's going on. Uh, thanks again for joining me. Check out my Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Again, Facebook, Rumble, Parlor, all those different platforms. And I really do enjoy you. You guys, you're a great audience. Spread the word on this podcast. Join us. Next time, I'll put out a lot more content this next week as things start to unfold in Eastern Europe. And uh, you guys, you take care of yourselves. Keep your head up. Things will get better, I promise you. It always does. This is America. And you guys are phenomenal. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Oh. Mm-hmm.